Welcome to the Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for June 2nd, 2019. And we are broadcasting not live from Holy Family. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Uh, June, we're finally into it. Uh, kids are out of school. They're in your hair now. Uh, uh, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we're with you on that. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're, you know, summer's finally here. Uh, we've had a, you know, some, uh, some schools have let out last week. Some schools let out this week, but pretty much, I think universally June 2nd, we are, we're, we're, we're all on break or, uh, uh, break mentally if we're if you're an adult uh, and opine, you know pining, pining for, for those pining for those days where you would get three months off or near three months off uh, which are long gone for the kids yeah that's true that's true but that's a whole other topic that's a whole other topic so uh, but uh, but thanks for joining us today so this uh, today's episode is brought to you by the book of revelations yes revelations the book that has many revelations in it. You know, the one that your Uncle Roy is convinced details how the world is going to end. Sadly, it will be the last Sunday lectionary reading for this book for the rest of the year, and we wish to bid a fond farewell to the most misread, misinterpreted book of the Bible. Until next year, revelations, au revoir. <laughs> so just a nice send-off. This is our, uh, this is, this is capping the, uh, Seven week long tradition of reading Acts, John, and Revelation. Right, right. and uh, then then we move on to sample other books. <laughs> yeah, I think we might have. I haven't looked forward, but um, I, we might have a few, two or three readings from the Book of Revelation uh, just before Christmas in the season of Advent. There's, there's. I, I had actually looked that up uh, just to, to, to double check and make sure it was a correct statement that it wasn't going to come up in any more yeah. of our, our podcast readings, and they yeah. they don't. Oh, uh, there's, okay. there's. I think there's one in. There's like one Tuesday something a feast day in in <laughs> August, and then there's like a. You're right. There's a there's a day in. Um, I think it's the day after. Uh, the day after Christmas Sunday is, has, has like a revelation okay. reading, uh, but yeah, it's it's it, no more uh, no more beholds. I am I almost said I am become I am become death. That's not the right. That's not actually a. That's not actually in there, is it? Uh, you over to Harry Potter land again, aren't you? <laughs> no, that's uh, Oppenheimer, uh, Henry Oppenheimer, oh, right? Okay. So uh, I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. Uh, Sounds very Revelation-y, but uh, yes. uh, it is not re- the book of Revelation. So, um, but yeah, we're, um, and, and, and as you pointed out correctly before in the past, uh, it is the book of Revelation, even though it has many revelations in it. Yes, which it's is a probably revelation repeated in various ways, forms, and metaphors. So if you do the same thing over and over again, does that not make it multiple? <laughs> well... Okay, let me put it this way. I know that you are married to one woman. Mm-hmm. You know her in various ways. You have heard various stories about her. You mm-hmm. have told various stories about her, That does not, but that does not make her wives. Any married person knows that there are multiple facets yeah. to their spouse and probably could categorize them in different ways, making them spouses. Okay. <laughs> I know there are multiple versions of myself, and my spouse would be very yes. happy to point out, like, this is the one I like. <laughs> I tolerate the other three. 
And all of them have to mow the lawn today. And all of them have to mow the lawn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, so, uh, shall we dive in? Um, like I said, the, 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 for the seventh time in, uh, in the, uh, the Easter season. And then after, after this, we go to Pentecost. Right. So, uh, which will also, I'm sure, include a reading from Acts. So we're not done with Acts, for sure. Probably not. A uh, lot, lot of Acts reading this time mm-hmm. of year. So this time it is Acts 16, verses 16 through 34. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. So we kind of start out the story with uh, with with an interesting um, interesting aspect. Uh, uh, I like that Paul. I like that we detail that Paul gets annoyed. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think it's funny that um, they're the the owners of of, of this fortune teller are talking about how hey they're they're disturbing our city but clearly obviously uh having someone uh crying out in a loud voice <laughs> yeah. as you as she walks around with a group of people is also fairly disturbing, disturbing which is probably city. probably what uh um uh, Paul was annoyed with like oh my gosh would you stop <laughs> um but uh, but these men are are, are obviously uh, um, angry uh, that they've lost their livelihood. They were right. using this person. They were using the spirit within the fortune teller, teller woman, uh, um, and uh, and taking advantage of her that way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that they were not surprising in a, a work of Luke, Gospel of Luke, Book of Acts, all done by the same uh, person that 
someone who's on the, the edge of society, on the outskirts of society, uh, it is being exploited. And the in the story unfolding here, Paul stops that exploitation mm-hmm. in the same way that Jesus did for various people uh, within the Gospel of Luke. Now, that's one of the things that Luke often points out is economic exploitation. Sure. Um, again, both in the Gospel and in the Book of Acts. So certainly the uh, motivation by the owners of this person, quote-unquote owners, is the economic loss rather mm-hmm. than the religious uh, perspective that Paul is carrying with him. Sure. And it's interesting that you point out the, the word motivation because at least my in my reading of this, it doesn't seem necessarily as Paul as though Paul's motivation was, I'm going to free this woman from her captive uh, right. uh, her captors. It was simply, I'm annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> and this Make is this... going to stop. <laughs> right? How do we? Oh this yeah, and you're free. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, that yeah. was a, you were... a happy side effect. <laughs> um, the other thing about this reading that always has always struck me and and bothered me a little bit uh, is when they're in jail, uh, the the jailer sleeps through all of this. Yeah. Which is a little fantastic for me uh, that uh, the jailer sleeping through, quote unquote, suddenly there was an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were unfastened. It also implies that enough time has passed (laughs) after the earthquake that the jailer wakes up and goes, oh no, they've all run off. Yeah, it sounds like he he woke up from a natural sleep rather than from the ground shaking. But uh, uh, come on. There's no way they, the, to the point where the foundations are are, are shaking. You're, that 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 jailer should that he should not have that job. He's obviously <laughs> overtired uh, and a very heavy sleeper. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's I think part of it. Well, certainly I think the reason as this kind of description is to drive home that this is a supernatural event. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, it can be felt in one building, but not in the adjoining building. And and to be and to be fair to the jailer, as I've detailed all of that, there actually is a very true story about myself sleeping through a, a near tornado. Was it a tornado or a fire alarm? I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I was a kid, I, uh, we were somewhere, and I slept all the way through. Right. Uh, uh, the fun part of that story is my parents didn't wake me. <laughs> He's on his own. Or like like because they all left. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about this. Later. That's right. That's right. So, uh, but uh, uh, it was uh, it was one of those uh, one of those moments where they're like, "Well, where's where's our son?" We thought you, we thought you, I have. you have. Nope. And then they said, "This reminds us of the Book of Acts in chapter 16. Actually, it's more like the uh, to me. It's more like the uh, the, the story of uh, uh, Jesus staying at the temple oh. uh, and, and yeah. parents walking several days. I'm like, hey, where's uh, where's Jesus? Uh, not to compare myself to Jesus uh, for sure. But uh, anything else about uh, about this? I mean, this is again, Book of Acts is about 
acts of the apostles and uh, everything post-resurrection, uh, crucifixion, yeah, the, resurrection. the blooming of Christianity. So this is yet another story uh, telling... Uh, well, the, the main point of this story is really to to tell of uh, of how yet another soul is is converted and he and his entire household are, are, have you know come yeah. to believe and how, where that comes from. And But there's another important dimension here okay. is to... Help us remember or learn for the first time how difficult the spread of the Christ message was to accomplish through the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. That if we were to look only at, say, the Gospel of John, which is so heavily um, anti-Jewish, to use shorthand here, mm-hmm. that you would think, okay, once they got out of the Jewish territory, which was very small, then it should be easy to talk about Christianity. And it should be able to spread and root and flourish without any problem. Here this shows that just as uh, modern scholarship talks about, Romans were unhappy with Christianity everywhere. Right. So it's, it's another indicator that... Uh, Christ was, that Jesus was crucified by the Romans. And wherever the uh, missionaries, as we now call them, went, the Romans were, were unhappy with mm-hmm. the um, Christ message. It was, it was never taken as, a, oh yeah, we're an inclusive society and anyone can believe what they want to believe. And, right. But instead it really was, yeah, we're going to jail you and beat you with rods and then we'll execute you. Um, sort of like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Many of the many of the apostles and disciples did not uh, did not fare too much right. better. Uh, the, yeah, the presumption is because we don't have an account of every single apostle um, dying being martyred, but the presumption is they all were martyred, um, spreading the gospel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I won't. I won't dig in any further, just in case uh, the sermon is going to be based on. Uh, uh, there's a lot of sermons that are done on on this passage. Mm-hmm. Uh, a point of interest uh, being um, the 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 casting out of the demon. Point of interest being that uh, even though there all the doors were open and all the prisoners unshackled for some miraculous reason, no one did try to escape. And then, I mean, well, obviously, obviously the apostles that that kind of makes sense with their character, but. Um, Presumably, there are yeah. other people in those cells. But think about if you were in a jail and all these amazing things happen of locks only popping open, the ground shaking and the building. Uh, your first inclination may be simply to lay low. Maybe. Because you don't know what caused this. See, I, but I'm self-centered, so I, my, <laughs> it, it, my first inclination would be, this is for me. <laughs> this but is, what if outside is the Kraken? You know? Hey, something like, caused this, and it might be outside the door. I'm not going to look at gift horse in the mouth. Okay. My shackles are, are are broken. The door is open. I'm gonna I'm gonna be curious. I'll risk. Godzilla. I'll risk it. I will risk it. Okay, um, fair uh, enough. But uh, but that's just me and and a hypothetical situation that I will never actually have to prove. Right. So um so yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, anything else? Any, no. any Okay. So then let's move on to Revelation. Like I said before, our last mm-hmm. reading in Revelation for the year, uh, at least on this podcast. Um, so uh, this is Revelation twenty two verses twelve through fourteen, sixteen and seventeen. And 20 and 21. And I will ask a little bit about those omissions. Uh, um, so since you have your, your full Bible in front of you mm-hmm. instead of the lectionary reading that I'm reading from, uh, it'll be interesting to discuss. But it reads, 
See, I am coming soon. My reward is with me to repay according to everyone's work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they will have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let everyone who hears say, come, and let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes to take the water of life as a gift. The one who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all the saints. Amen. Um, this is the conclusion of the of, very of, last the verses. Very last verses. Um, and I understand uh, why it's carved up the way it is. Uh, and we omit verses 15 and 18 and 19. And it's because it's fairly divisive language kind of sprinkled in with this conclusion. I mean, this <laughs> version, <laughs> they are, this version uh, reads kind of nice. It, it, in a way, it kind yeah. of, it, it kind of uh, summarily um, uh, ties everything together and is, it does feel like an ending. And uh, the verses 15, uh, 18 and 19 do jar that feeling quite mm -hmm. a, quite a fair amount. And so, um, do you, unless you have anything uh, to say specifically about the part of the lectionary reading that uh, that that we will read, I was going to ask a little bit about the mm -hmm. the uh, the comparison to the parts that we decided we would cut. Sure. Um, but uh, fifteen says uh, we're we're talking about blessed are those who wash their robes and they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Oh, that sounds very very mm -hmm. nice. Blessed are they. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Like I said, kind of a bummer. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, 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 does very much create the uh, them and us mentality as far as the language reading goes. Uh, perhaps that's on purpose. And, this, you know, this message well, is created for an audience, of course, so... Yeah, and it's created, and it, again, as we've said in past weeks, it's created for a time of huge Roman oppression, and basically, verse fifteen describes the Romans. Yeah, yeah. So this is, in modern ears, we'd be saying to ourselves, "Okay, who are dogs? Who are sorcerers, fornicators, murderers, idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood?" To use it. A slightly different translation than mm -hmm. you read. Mm -hmm. And for the, the Christians at the time of the writing of Revelation, they would have said, okay, the Romans. That's who this means. Right. Who, whose name cannot be said explicitly so that we aren't absolutely every one of us rounded up and chopped into little pieces <clears throat> for entertainment. Yeah. Uh, so it's it saves the, the liturgical leadership from having to explain that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's, like you say, it's awfully easy to simply say, okay, they're insiders and outsiders. I mean, it's that's literally a description. Outside are the. Yeah. Um, and and that's not really the intent here. Okay. Uh, and Christians have misused these verses to set up the insider-outsider and to be able to say, yeah, those people call themselves Christians, but they're not really Christians. Mm -hmm. And that was not at all the intention of um, the author of Revelation. And and we, we don't think the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it's not to set up insiders, outsiders. 
Uh, 18 and 19, likewise, also uh, kind of uh, cast a shadow over the entire book. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it reads, and, and, and you're right, I am reading from, I think I'm this uh, website that I asked, uh, happened to pull it up on is an NIV. Okay. So it's, so it's somewhat similar, but uh, solid translation. Reads, reads slightly different. Um, I, warn, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this scroll. And very much um, that, in, at least in my mind, kind of seems to add to our our, our um, standard desire to kind of like make the words of the Bible uh, very rigid, very um, uh, not open to interpretation or like the very literal. This is this. These words are very, very much reinforcing that literal translation translation only for these books of the Bible and that there's no wiggle room. There's no black and white. There's, you know, well, there's only black and white. There, or sorry, yeah, it's only yeah. black and white. Uh, and so, because anyone who adds anything, uh, uh, may God strike them dead. Mm-hmm. And anybody who subtracts anything and tries to whitewash, uh, you know, the words of the Bible, here's a double uh, helping of play. You're not invited yeah. to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's very, oh, that's that's dark. I mean, for a book that has dark tones throughout, I mean, that's kind of a. Uh, so I understand yeah. why we kind of leave it out because it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know if that sets the right tone for <laughs> particularly for Sunday morning worship. Right. But there's also another dimension to it that this is very similar to what we've seen in, in other parts of the scripture of blessings and curses mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the, the part that is for Sunday worship is very much a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's, this is what, you get if you fulfill your end of the covenant, which is what a blessing and curse is about, mm-hmm. is fulfilling a relational covenant between two people. In Scripture, usually it's between God and humanity, or or maybe sometimes God and a single individual. So if you have blessing, you have to have curses. Right, it's the accountability. Part. This is very much there's this is very much tied into their their culture, yeah. uh, uh, which which we don't quite it d- does not resonate with us the way it would have resonated right. with them because that's that is not something that we really still no. involve ourselves with uh, uh, stylistically in the we may want to but we don't <laughs> right 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 <laughs> yeah but it, it this literally took the pl- our current equivalent of this really is a legal contract mm-hmm. in terms of if you do not fulfill this contract you you know, section 13B, you go to mediation. Or right. 13C, you go to court. Instead, here, it's if you don't fulfill this contract, you get a plague. Yeah. If you don't fulfill this contract, um, you get um, you lose your share in the, um, in the heavenly kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so it's an accountability for the people who read this book. You, you, you can receive these blessings or you can receive these curses. And it's up to mm-hmm. you to decide whether or not to fulfill your relationship with God. So it's, it may be a nuance, but it really is not meant to be a single, you believe the Bible literally or you right. go to hell. Right. It's instead, you you stay in a loving relationship with God or you will lose out on these benefits. Right, yeah. Um, and it, it's I know that sounds 
maybe a bit of nuance, but it's a it's a key nuance. It is, and, and probably one of the reasons why it's it's left out of the liturgical yeah. reading because it's it, it that's kind of you kind of really have to delve deep into right. into a lot of aspects of you know cultural writing of the time mm-hmm. of you know and yeah, that's really hard that? to explain uh, yeah. in a single Sunday. You uh, even a even a single sermon or a, right. or a homily would not not really be enough to cover it. No, not well, not at all. Um, and he, like, even this, even with this podcast, we don't have time to go back to the other biblical references of blessings mm-hmm. and curses, which mm-hmm. would shed light on this. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, but they are take our word for it. It is there. There's the uh, Google, Google that Google blessings and curses. Yes. And there's, there, and there are lots of instances list. of it. Yeah. And it's, it's really kind of fascinating to see that that was kind of, yeah. The way people even talked, and it wasn't so oh, much yeah. not even like necessarily written down. It was part of like the oh yeah, I agreed oh, to do this, and if not. I do this, you know, yeah. you know, great things. And if if I don't, yeah, then <laughs> may then may all works. my cattle die. <laughs> like yeah. you know, um, the other thing that I would point out, uh, uh, which I kind of like uh, here, is the very end, the last verse. Um, our, our our translation says, "The grace of uh, the Lord Jesus be with all the saints." Amen. Uh, uh, one thing that you wouldn't catch unless you're actually reading it it's saints with a little s yeah. uh the niv yeah. version i was just reading from uh, uh simplifies that uh to to say all god's people which is right. what that means yeah um yeah um, it's not the miracle working right modern concept of saints and for some people correct correct so but uh which, which, which was a great way to end a book yeah and, and 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 a great way to end the bible exactly that's that's why many people believe that that's phrased exactly the way it is is that the people putting together the Bible knew these were the last words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just a, a slight side note, in the Episcopal Church, we technically use the term saints in the way the book of Revelation does at this point, mm-hmm. where we don't have any kind of rule about in order for someone to be on a calendar of saints, they have to perform certain number of miracles in this life or afterlife. Right. It's instead, this is a person who's a good example for us. Right. And technically, anyone who's baptized is a saint. Yeah, right. Yeah, we do a lot of that uh, uh, with words like saints, uh, Catholic, um, yeah. uh, little 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 lettered words, not large lettered right. words, um, or institutional words. Um, so, but yeah, it is it is kind of a nice a nice mm-hmm. way to end it. So, uh, I, I personally, if I were editing uh, the Bible at this point in time, I'd, I'd cut a good chunk of Revelation out and then leave part of the ending. But uh, <laughs> Well, that's it, just me. And it barely made it in. There was a huge yeah. controversy over whether this was a book that had any use when the Bible was put together, as in these are the books that we're all agree are going to be in the Bible in terms of church councils. The Roman Empire had died out. Right. And or at least. Uh, yeah. Around when AD was this? Uh, um, come on, scholar. <laughs> <laughs> well, roughly the Church of Ni- the Council of Nicaea, which I'm blanking on the dates of. But there was still a vestige of the Roman Empire, but it was definitely fading. Christianity had become legal. Um, Christians were no longer being persecuted. And so there are many, 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 many church leaders who said, you know, we really don't need this book of Revelation anymore. It's, it served its purpose, and now it's done. Mm-hmm. But I think they wisely said, no, this might come around again. Yeah. Persecutions. And yeah. sure enough, it has. Yeah. I'll help you out since I have a fancy phone in front yes. of me. Uh, 325 AD. I was going to say 321, so I wish I oh, said Oh, sure. It. Sure you were. Sure you were. Uh-huh. Well, the reason How I can remember for you to say that. is 
three, two, one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think a lot of us uh, do miss that or, or don't realize that 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 is an aspect to the Bible as we know it and have mm-hmm. known it for for you know a millennia, well, well over a millennia, uh, uh, is that it was manufactured uh, or manufactured. It was put together by a group of people, a group Assembled, of sco- yeah. scholars, three hundred and twenty five years after the death of Christ, and. Well, technically, roughly 300 years after the death. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but we aren't changing Yeah, let's get into that technicality, yeah. the super technicality yes. of it. Yeah, but, uh, but Centuries yes, after the death. Hundreds of, of years. Yeah. A lot of time uh, has taken place. And so even in that period of time, a lot of cultural change, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, worldwide change. The Roman Empire had fallen. A lot a lot of things were, were, were very different. Yeah. Uh, uh, we would have probably, at this point in time, uh, if we were to go back to the Council of Nicaea, they'd probably burn us all for being uh, um, oh, no. wizards of some sort. <laughs> well, only with your phone. Yes. Only with my phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I keep mine in my pocket. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so yeah, there you go. Lesson to all you uh, 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 aspiring time travelers. Yes. Uh, John, don't show your iPhone. Show your iPhone. <laughs> John chapter 17, verse 20 through 26. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the Lord may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that all, those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love which, with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. Boy, is that his writing style. <laughs> yeah. A plus B equals C plus A plus B plus C. Right. And if C, yeah. if C equals A and if yeah. C equals B, and then C, B and C go into B. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. John, give it a rest. The algebra of theology. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Th- these are the closing words of Jesus just before he's arrested. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the ending of what we now call the Last Supper. And... Uh, the end of the very long multiple chapter. This is John's prayer. version of, of yeah, Jesus' John's language. Version. Yeah. And, and very stylized. Very stylized, very long. Very, in the synoptic gospels, for the most part, Jesus talks in sentences and, and John, he talks in paragraphs. Right. Right, right, right. It's one way to sort of listen and, and, and hear what, what kind of gospel is this? Okay, it's a John gospel, John passage. Right. It, it's multiple, multiple if it's, sentences. If it's more than two verses long, it's yeah. John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, to be completely, I, 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 just because, uh, uh, especially in this podcast, I can pretend like I get to pick and choose my Jesus. Uh, um, I like I like the uh, the, the short and sweet uh, uh, co- uh, uh, Jesus concept. I, I, I like in my mind. I like the 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 uh, uh, style where it's like. Yeah, a man of few words, but like always to the point, and and, mm-hmm. and uh, I've always liked uh, I've always liked those passages, then th- those verses that uh, uh, those red lettered verses uh, in the 
in the other three Gospels are a lot shorter, a lot more to the point. And, and, and yeah, compact. John, there's a lot of red ink. A lot of red ink. Yes, it's a uh, it winds. Yeah, and to to um, sort of push back a little bit, there are many nope, people. Nope. <laughs> can't get, can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> Go ahead. There's, there are a lot of people who like John because they feel it's a fuller picture of what uh, Jesus was expressing. And that's much more poetic sounding. Yes. Which I think it is much more poetic. It is. Sounding. It is. And certainly the passage we have today with its almost circular structure mm -hmm. is um, almost ready to be set to music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and if it were sung, it actually might make more sense. Um, that's a good point. And I'm not thinking of just a Beatles, I am the walrus type of thing. Okay. You know, I'm a me and he's a me. We're <laughs> all together. But... The the what I think that's part of John's intent is to draw us out of our linear thinking, draw us out of our over at times intellectual uh, viewpoints towards theology and spirituality, and particularly of God, and by having this almost a meditative patterning of language, mm -hmm. we might open our hearts more fully to God. All right, fine. <laughs> convinced me. It is also good. <laughs> it's all good. It is. It is. Um, there's really not much. Uh, I mean, this this basically takes a sentence long concept uh, and <laughs> makes it a seven verse concept. Uh, uh, there's. I, I didn't think of very much that I wanted to ask about this one. Uh, is there any 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 point of interest uh, uh, that you would point out? Yeah, um, the very first verse we had this morning, uh, mm -hmm. seventeen verse twenty. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who believe in me through their word. That's drawing us today into the prayer. Mm. So mm -hmm. Jesus here is fully anticipating the success of the Book of Acts missionary work and, um, of course, all the other evangelisms taking place through the centuries. So that even today, we get to hear Jesus praying for each of us individually uh, in this verse. And this is not the only time. Right. Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, it could have been last week at this point, they all, like I'm where I am and what's mm -hmm. going on is kind of rolling together. But uh, uh, the blessed are those who hear but do not see and still believe. Right. Uh, that is also us. Right. That is That's also right. a very future tense, like people I have not even, you know, haven't mm -hmm. even considered the word of God yet. Right. Um, um, yeah, the Doubting Thomas story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Ah, there it is. Yes. <laughs> so it was weeks, weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's a good, that's See, a good and that, one. and that's again, part of the attractiveness and usefulness of the gospel of John is that it is so centered on evangelism mm -hmm. that it's that again and again, the current, the reader, the listener is drawn into including him or herself into what Jesus is saying, teaching, mm -hmm. Uh, the miracles being performed, that sort of thing. Whereas in those simpler or shorter passages, it's harder to see sometimes. One has to work harder to insert themselves into the audience. Right. Whereas here it's, oh, I really am intended to be the audience. That's, that, that is a good point as well. Yeah, there, there are times where you find yourself as the reader like, okay, so what does this mean to me today? Yeah, and here it's pretty explicit. Yeah, yeah.
Well, very good. Well, thanks for joining us uh, for, for this year podcast for June 2nd, uh, 2019. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Uh, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we will talk to you next time. All right. Bye-bye.